Hello, Film Sack listeners. I know many of you are sitting around each and every day saying, how can I support my favorite show on the internet? Well, turns out there's a path to greatness. Head on over to patreon.com slash frogpants and show your support today. After two years of training, you believe that a $45,000 airplane is there for your amusement? No, sir, I was just trying to keep my edge, Major. And when you did the outside loop last week, what did you think that was? Honing your skills? That's not training, Macaulay, that's a stunt. And I personally consider it to be reckless and irresponsible. Major, how could that be when you're famous for being the first man in the world ever to do it? Don't get cute with me, son. They f*** you at the drive-thru, okay? <laughs> this is Film Sack. Oh, sure. everyone and welcome back to film sack this is film sack mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind episode 394 i'm scott johnson and i'm joined today by brian please ma'am don't take my wings done away give me those wings i have wings now oh hi <laughs> and welcome volunteer suckers or er, suckers this week you may have made the bad life choice of agreeing to follow us into battle Against Michael Bay's three-hour epic love story, meets shoot 'em up, meets I need another cup of coffee so I can stay awake till the end, or at least until one of these stupid childhood friends dies for good, so I can go to bed already. Will he? Won't he? Will he? Oh, shut up! I stopped caring two hours ago. Anywho, you know who needs a beating? Rafe, kid that nearly <laughs> destroys half the crops by messing around his dad's expensive crop duster on the tails of the Great Depression. That deserves a face paddling. In fact. This whole movie deserves a whooping. We need to head down to the hangars and replace the props in a few of those planes with paddles and then line these suckers up and administer some high RPM whoopings. Mm. You want a second dose of that, Affleck? Here, have another. Have all you want. <laughs> oh, man. When did I become such an angry old man of 46? Yeah. I used to pull for the spirited youth in movies. Now I just want to punch them. <laughs> I want to head over to Clint Eastwood's house, grab a beer and a bat, march down to Affleck's house, and ah! All right. No more late night movies with coffee for me. I may have a problem. Hey, Affleck. Surprise, Jack! <laughs> uh, real quick, Rafe is never a name I've heard anyone else have. No. no. What about Ray hey, Fines? Oh, Ray Fines. Is that how it's spelled? I didn't know. I think it's like Ralph then. It's spelled, no, well, in, in Pearl Harbor, it's spelled Rafe as in uh, his, his Rafe name with was, an F. But. <laughs> actually, actually, his name was Ralph, but, you know, he kept spelling it wrong. I finally <laughs> went with it. Rafe. That's true. Yeah, he doesn't know how to spell. Yeah, yeah he doesn't know how to spell. He's Let poor. me see your name. Spell it. Yeah, he's poor. He grew up in the South in the uh, Great Depression. It's fine. Uh, there's a stereotype for you. Hey, also with us, Randy, how long can a movie spend in an army hospital with people getting shots in their bums? Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Ryan. Hi. Ryan. Hi. Randy. Uh, you notice I said aloha. We're going to spend over an hour of movie time <laughs> in Hawaii, and I'll be the closest thing to a Hawaiian you'll be encountering today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that's true. I'm back. I'm back. I know you thought I was dead. I know you missed me, but I'm back. Mm. And I've heard some things. Yeah. I've heard 
that you might have uh, fallen in love with my best friend while you thought I was dead. Yeah. Uh, guys, uh, I don't. I, I can't take that. It's it's hurting mm. me. It's hurting my heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to understand it. Like mm-hmm. I want to understand that you never really loved me because of my learning disability. I've got dyslexia. But look around you. Everyone in sight has learning disabilities. Look, yes. my, I've got a friend over here with a stutter. I work for an Admiral uh, Admiral Stannis with some kind of learning disability. Let's listen to his accent. I don't even know what he's doing. <laughs> I, I've got, I, I mean, Michael Shannon over here, clearly learning disability. Tom Sizemore is absolutely out, off the rails. And by the way, my best friend's dad, William Fickner, is all messed up. Yeah. My Speaking of my best friend, you're with my best friend, aren't you? <laughs> You're with my best friend. Bringing it back around. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You just go be with Matt Damon. I love you, Sarah Silverman. Aww. Aww. Those two are finally together. Mm. Nicely done. Also, and finally with us, <clears throat> excuse me, Brian Hammerdown Ibbett. Ooh, Hammerdown. Hammerdown. Hammer 10 good buddy. Yep. Hammerdown. Mr. Vice President, Mr. Speaker, members of the Senate and the House of Representatives, Yesterday, October 5th, 2018, a three and a half hours which will live in infamy, I sat down to suddenly and deliberately watch the Michael Bay film, Pearl Harbor. I had seen the film before, but I had forgotten the nearly hour and 20 minutes of the setup of the love triangle between Benjamin Affleck, Joshua Hartnett, and Catherine Beckinsale. After that came the bombing. I started with a Long Island iced tea, and out of fear or laziness, moved suddenly and deliberately to Moscow Mules, and by the time we actually got to the Pearl Harbor attack, I was well and truly bombed. After the film had concluded, the autoplay feature on the internet website www.netflix.com started to autoplay the sequel, in which the same actors continue the attack on Japan in what is known as the Doolittle Ray... Oh, hold on. Oh, good. Oh, I've just been informed that that was indeed not the sequel, but an extra hour-long bit added after the climax of the film, which serves to make the decision process easier for Catherine Beckinsale's character to decide between the two pilots. And I must say, it's good to see Batman and General Zod working together again. Wow. Uh, yes, dude. Summed it up perfectly. I think you win. That was real good. Yeah, that was summed up perfectly. That was real good. Uh, well, all right, the movie is Pearl Harbor, if that wasn't obvious uh, at this point. <laughs> and uh, we finally done it. It's a three-hour epic, one might say. I'm not sure the word epic is the appropriate term. I don't know what else you well, use. Well, I mean, for good or for better or for worse, it's an epic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an epic something. It's weird. It's from 2001, and at the time, we would have considered this obnoxiously long, blah, blah, blah. We have a word like epic, mm-hmm. but now, like, we'll sit down and watch an 11-hour-long movie that is Stranger Things Season 1. Yeah. Like no, you're right. You're right. There's a sure. there's something, though, about... I was thinking about... I'm glad you brought that up, because I was just thinking about this. Like, what is the difference between a really long movie and let's say four hours of a series that I binge Making and cho- choice or, choices. Yeah. Well, it's choices, called, but it's called I can watch one episode or I can choose to watch all. Well, of no, them. you're Whereas actually getting is like, there's no break. You're it's getting like, right you're, to it. You're actually getting right to the, the point of it, which is they have the illusion of breaking it in pieces. Right, it's, right. it's and it, and it yes. is quite literally broken in pieces because there's credits and there's intro sequences and they they pad them out as if it was a TV show that aired separately. But it's just an illusion 
to create the break to make you think it's okay to keep going. And movies don't do that. They used to. They used to have intermissions and stuff like that. They don't do that stuff anymore. So anything too long is like, who would sit for a three-hour movie? But plenty of people sit for eight hours of straight television watching. And, and it's, it's funny. funny because there still feels like there are um, episodes in Pearl Harbor, right? I mean, you've got the the uh, the kids are learning to fly and they accidentally fly a plane episode. And then there's the episode where uh, uh, they, uh, the, you know, uh, Ben Affleck falls in love and, and then dies and, and doesn't really die, but falls, uh, falls in love and dies. And then there's the episode where uh, the, the, the gang travels to Pearl Harbor and that place gets bombed. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I think, the difference, I think the big difference is really, I mean, TVs are paced TV shows. They're where you, we consume in large amounts has this ability to climax it at a certain point and come down. It's got hills and valleys. The hills and valleys just seem like so long here. It's like, no, I'm never going to reach it. No, it's way overdone. I mean, here's here's my solution yeah. to this entire problem. I think this is a sandwich with really moldy bread on both sides, but yeah. a pretty good middle bit. I think the mm-hmm. attack on Pearl Harbor itself is epic and cool. And intense. But you couldn't have an hour and a half worth of that, right? You had to have no. something before that. You got to right? have something before and after that. But I think the before and after that, they he this is where they made the mistake. It didn't need to be this ridiculous soap opera. All mm-hmm. it had to be was here are some incidental characters that were in and around Pearl Harbor during the attack, and right. this is what happens when all of their world is upset and everybody is freaking out and everyone's dying and there's this carnage, and then there's some aftermath. There's your two-hour movie. I feel, and I feel like it's Michael Bay's way of saying, "Oh, oh, you can do Titanic. I can do. I can do. I can out Titanic your Titanic." I'm telling you, I'm looking at my notes, and I have the words "Randall Wallace tried to write Michael Bay's Titanic." Yeah, this is this is a naked ripoff of what they thought was a formula, and it's not. It's just you cannot take Mm -hmm. some big event and add a love triangle to it. And have a movie that sixteen-year-old girls are going to go see, like Titanic. I mean, you can, I, you can, you can, do, can right? You <laughs> can do it, but I think you can do it poorly. And I think this is done yeah. very poorly. And and part of it is straight up the performances. I'm just going to say it right now. I don't mind a lot of these people in other projects, but I think Kate Beckinsale's terrible in this. I think mm-hmm. Ben Affleck is freaking awful in this. I think Josh Hartnett's okay, but he's not given much. Um, I think the best actor in it. Is Zod, but he doesn't do much. Um, <laughs> so there's like a bunch of there's a bunch of good acting. Boy from Train Spotting is pretty good. <laughs> no, he's he's all right, but he's but but he's a he's a one yeah, you know one joke, no uh, joke and right. and then you're supposed to kind of, he's like Goose. It's like at the end of this thing, you're supposed to feel bad because because his future fiance is is part of the carnage and and all that and and as you just see all that stuff being projected from six miles away and we know everyone like, in this movie everyone you've seen in something else like they're all famous or it's all-star you know, cast yeah, yeah absolutely all of the yeah. i thought all of the historical reenactment was fine mm-hmm. and and all of the fictionalized parts were bad acting like i enjoyed alec baldwin i enjoyed john voight I enjoyed Cuba Gooding Jr. They're all playing people mm-hmm. who existed. We know what those people did and said for the most part. And they're just, you know, like they're just basically doing an old impersonation. Not... Although, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, having one of the Blues Brothers be your main analyst <laughs> was a little <laughs> off-putting. Oh, but, I love Dan Aykroyd, but his though. Acting, yeah. 
his acting gonna, was fine. Yeah. Uh, you I'm know, not going to blame. It, yeah. I'm not going to blame the acting here at all. Uh, I never once thought, oh, that is just some really bad acting. What I kept thinking was, this is some bad character writing. Mm. Uh, I, I think the story itself, overall, if you look at the big story, it was already written because most of it's history and all the rest of it was just, you know, taking the archetypes and putting them into place. And I thought a lot of that was fine, but then the actual characters, you never liked them. I never liked Rafe because he never got his comeuppance from the very get go. He has a disability. He doesn't even give a shit. And, you know, he doesn't care about it and he never gets hurt. And he's just tearing through this world, leaving carnage behind him, whether it's his friends or his girl, just by his choices. And he never really gets his comeuppance. Even when he gets his comeuppance, you realize, oh, what are you whining about? You were like with, with the girl for like half a minute mm -hmm. and you never even had a relationship. And now you're going to sit over here and pout because you decided to go off and you you just wanted somebody to fight for. Yeah, he and was obnoxious. You never even you never even walked an animal cracker up her belly. I mean, <laughs> no. how, how serious but, was this relationship? But damn, if there weren't the scripted scenes right out of every other Michael yeah, Bay film. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Pete's sake. They even went and remade the animal cracker scene almost shot yeah. for shot next right, to the Queen the, Mary. Right, there. exactly. Yeah. It was pretty, it was that, right? I mean, it was basically yeah. like, oh, I'm leaving tomorrow, but, you know, to go attack an asteroid or go shoot yeah. Germans or whatever I'm going to do. And uh, right. uh, this is our little one moment. I'm not going to tell you until the last second. And uh, I, you we'll know, have what? this giggly moment of, yeah. I've, and I've said this many times, Michael Bay is one of the greatest cinematographers of mm -hmm. all time. Absolutely. He really knows what to do with a camera. Beautiful. Although, yeah. if you don't like a camera moving while it's on something that's moving, it's gonna, this, you're not going to have a good time. Mm. But Michael Bay cannot help himself but string up Edison lights everywhere, and it made me want to throw something at his face. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. There's a war on. There wouldn't be a bunch of electricity being used all over this street. Mm. Yeah, well, not I'm just okay that. I'm with artistic license. I, I allowed it. No, look, part of the problem is it reduces, like, one of these... Look at... Uh, Look at any other big war epic or anything that sort of chronicles something hardcore like this. Um, as far removed as we are from it, Pearl Harbor was a big, big freaking deal. It brought us into yeah. the Second World War. It was a huge deal. 3,000 people died that day. It was gnarly. Uh, this movie doesn't really honor that. This movie stylizes it and does so, I think, with not a lot of care. It's more style and no substance, which is often a Michael Bay problem. Um, and sometimes it works for me. Like, I still think The Rock is the greatest action movie ever. I love that movie. I could watch right. it now. Because um, what 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 deeper subject was really needed to be explored? None. No. Here, there's plenty exactly. of deep Yeah, you have the deep explored. subject, which is this attack. And instead, you're... Like, Randy's right. Mike, nobody knows how to make a scene look prettier than Michael Bay. And, and somehow pretty and gritty. Like, take the gritty, make it pretty. Like, he's really good at that <laughs> stuff. And... And there aren't too many who do it quite like he does it. And it just makes me wish that that didn't come with all the other vanities that that comes with. Like, hire better screenwriters. Let them determine more of the outcome. Don't be a cocky butthole and make the things you make. Okay, by all accounts, he's kind of a cocky wienerhead. And, right. you know, doesn't let uh, other creatives be part of the process. 
That isn't to say that you can't make a bunch of money. Those Transformers uh, movies made a crap ton of money, but they weren't good movies. They looked good, but they weren't good. I want to stipulate, I think the middle third of this film is beautiful and brilliant. It's like talking about the first half of Full Metal Jacket. I I wish it was the film. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was uh, annoyed that there were no Hawaiians in the film, that it's not told at all from any kind of Hawaiian perspective ever. Well, yeah. however, yeah, there were so go ahead. Watching the watching the middle third, I cried. I was just shattered. Mm. Uh, you know, again, there should have been more of a story of Doris Miller, but seeing Doris Miller get his moment of glory before being killed you know in battle was awesome and so on and it's like hey movie why didn't you take what was so good and make that the movie i don't understand yeah they should have just like i said the meat was good the bread sucked Mm -hmm. like get rid of the bread just keep the meat but can you blame michael bay for being michael bay i mean wasn't this (laughs) the producer's fault well who else are we supposed to blame though like if if, i mean i'm I'm saying the producers i'm saying the people who who collected the money and said in the studios and said let's collect some money together and make a movie about pearl harbor who we should put put in the in the driver's seat hey i know Michael Bay. Well, no, I don't think it worked that way, though. He pushed for well, this and, one. And by the way, Jerry Bruckheimer is gonna Bruckheim. Like <laughs> right. this is this is 2001. This yeah. is the peak of his pouring money into. Well, just make it big and crazy and loud. Exactly. And, yeah. Right. No, yeah, you're it's, right. it's you you're can't right. blame Michael Bay for Michael Baying it up because no. you know any any other director would have looked at this and said, um, "All right, we'll keep the attack on Pearl Harbor. Maybe cut down the." the initial setup character setup to half an hour before and then and then we can have time for the do little raid but you know we'll take out this whole love triangle thing and this whole like uh trying to be mash or trying to be not even really trying to be mash but trying to be I don't know um, what they were trying as to the be. world turns I, yeah. I, I like the triangle thing the love triangle what? thing no I, no because i think i think it was a i i think i like it but not to the degree that it was taken to that they want you to not you didn't like I, it as much as they wanted you to like I it. I liked I like the idea <laughs> of the love triangle to create this tension. However, it failed at it so hard that it never worked. Well, for that's me. A, but it, I, you, I, I, the spirit of it was not bad. Yeah, and what you're talking about is that old uh, saying: a, a single death is a tragedy, a a million deaths is a statistic. Like you right. need to get close down into some something personal for people in the audience to take it personally i 100 percent agree with that i just think this was poorly this that part was poorly oh, yeah. done and in, in my mind it diminished Beautiful, though. it diminished the value of that middle bit which should have been more impactful and it was less impactful because i had bruckheimerisms happening all around the periphery of it instead of it being the focus of you know what that was and what it would mean and what it would cause in the following days and all that like it's just a missed opportunity they should have dunkirked this thing Right, and they didn't know how, or he didn't know how. Yeah, and I, and that's okay. I want him making Armageddon and The Rock and things like that, like over the top and 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 not realistic, but energetic and fun and video gamey. Like that's I like that about his movies. I just sure. think Pearl Harbor deserves something else, and and I don't know if they'll ever do it again. It says here that the the production costs in two thousand one certainly they'd be higher today, but the production costs were more than the costs of the actual attack. Like the damage right, to all right. the plane ships, uh, people even, lost. Even adjusted for inflation, it was. Yes. Not not adjusted for. Inflation. Oh no 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 no! Of course not. I see okay. what you're saying. Yeah. That's, no. 
but yeah. it, but if you justify inflation, I, I, bought, yeah. I probably bought gum last week that was more than the justify for inflation. <laughs> so I mean. But I'm what I'm saying yeah. is, do you think anybody even goes near this? Does does somebody who knows how to make a war epic, like I don't know Spielberg or whoever, do they even go near Pearl Harbor anymore because this thing exists and its three hour ass has taken well, up mean, the whole seat? People could have said the same thing after Tora Tora Tora. You know, I mean, right. there's been this isn't the first movie about that that reenacts pearl harbor no you're and I right think, yeah i think somebody definitely will jump in and try and, and make it well you have to and it, i go ahead i just want to demand <laughs> that that be the story of japan and hawaii mm, and right. and a little bit mm-hmm. of washington well and see that's where that's where we need probably to go but that's because uh when this movie was made it, it was right on the tail end so we're starting to get to the point that uh when they were making this movie, you had to be very respectful of those who still remembered Pearl Harbor because there were people who were alive. But as we get further along, we're getting it's not that far away for a hundred years, right? For Pearl Harbor to be behind us that long. And then we start treating these war movies a little different because you have to handle it differently when people are alive and remember well, it. And I the don't guy know. who played I mean, the guy who played Yamamoto in this film is an amazing actor named Mako. Yeah, Mako. Ma- Ma- I always thought yeah, it was Mako. Mako. Yeah. Mako was nine when the actual Pearl Harbor bombing happened. Yeah, no, right. Mako's great. Or Ma- sorry, Ma- is it Mako or Mako? I've always heard. I've Mako. always Ma- said Mako. Mako. Okay. Well, I'll take I thought Mako. it was Mako too. He's uh, for, for those not familiar, like he played shark. like ten different people on Mash during its run. He was also. Right. Um, uh, he uh, he's Aku in the uh, Samurai Jack cartoon before Aku. he died. He's also been in a bunch of film sack movies that we've done previously. That guy is great, and also don't forget uh, other dude from Man in the High Castle now and uh, uh, played uh, Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat movies. I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Anyway, you know what I would have enjoyed with this movie a great, little more. Great I wish Japanese they had actors. A... Is the point. Go ahead. Right. I wish they hadn't just. They started to to kind of look at how. Uh, soldiers from World War One kind of felt because that's where uh, uh, oh what's what's, it, what's his name? Not Rafe, uh, Danny. Danny. So Danny's okay. dad. Yeah. Danny's dad. Mm-hmm. Danny's dad. Right. You know he he had PTSD. He was suffering from that. And there's a little bit something going on there where it's like uh, you know we kind of we almost forgot about World War One by the time World War Two came along because it was just so loud and big and just. Well, we did. I, 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 like, I think we were less impacted by it. Like Europe didn't forget. They were. Oh they were, no! Right, right, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, so I felt like there was something they could have explored there. And once again, they just kind of had a scene where he's just walking off sad. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I want to see more of that. Yeah. Right, like the way uh, Eastwood did. Um, uh, Letters Iwo from Iwo Jima. Letters mm-hmm. from Iwo Jima, and then there was the sister movie that was. Letters from Larry Sander. <laughs> what was the other one? What was that one called? Oh my gosh! Uh, Freaking Patrick is talking to me on my watch, and I don't know why. Sorry. He's talking to your watch. Yeah, it's that it's that new walkie-talkie <laughs> thing. You remember World War Two? You're talking about flags of our fathers. Flags, flags of, our fathers, of our fathers. That's it. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. Those right. The same battle, different viewpoints, and you had the uh, that would that would have been a really cool way to do this film or would still be a cool way to do this film right this, where you see it from the japanese standpoint you see it from the american slash hawaiians this film there. and and i just want to make sure we're saying imperial japanese this film gives imperial japan some solid service there is it is not you know it, it doesn't like make up a bunch of fiction there's but there's not a lot of it right it's just this mm-hmm. really like we have to make sure we depict the decision you're talking to, about battle of iwo jima right no, no i'm talking was. about pearl harbor yeah. oh you're, pearl, and pearl you're harbor. thinking it didn't add a lot of fiction no no no. 
Pearl Harbor doesn't add anything. It's just like 60 extra seconds oh, in this film that shows you Japanese leaders making a tough decision that they don't mm-hmm. really want to make and they're all steely-faced and this kind of thing. The film is very respectful to Japan, but it's it's definitely not the movie that it should be to tell the story of the attack. It I like it yeah. barely it barely scratches the surface of the Japanese story. Yeah, I would love to know. I'd, I'd be more into a deep dive, at least at this age. I would I'd much more be into the historical, a, a very historically accurate version of this. And maybe I can just get that from a good documentary and I don't need a feature length film that tugs on your heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Um, that I just, I don't know, for some reason it feels like you'll get more Dunkirks because they're about uh, parts of the war that people have forgotten about or don't think about or, or insignificant history. Uh, you know they're not the big players in the in the big moments or whatever. I think you'll get more of those as time goes on. I feel mm-hmm. like, I, not that people actively stay away from Pearl Harbor. I just think it sounds like a nightmare project. It I don't just think sounds- we'll do right. There wouldn't be another, not semi-fictional, but like another uh, dra- uh, drama film as opposed to a documentary. Ken Burns needs to step up and do a oh, yeah. Pearl Harbor. He, I, I want Ken great. Burns Pacific Theater. Yeah. That's what I want it to be called. Well, Pacific Theater. If you watch and The I War, want, you basically get that. It's just that I want it's not the entire 44 thing. hours yeah, of true. what the Aussies were doing and what the Japanese were doing in China and so on and so on. Yeah, you'll get that. You get that from The War, uh, which it's titled, uh, his World War II documentary. And it's it's long. And there are huge swaths dedicated to Pearl Harbor, dedicated to all the politics behind it, uh, certainly to the the fight in the in the Pacific, like y- that already exists, but it, it's not a microcosmic sh- uh, picture of just this event, and that could be cool too. I-, I guess what I'm saying is, I'd even be okay with the drama if it was focused more on the event and less on a fake love triangle that didn't actually happen. Well, see, I'm I'm down with the drama part because I think every generation when they're coming up, they they there is that question when you're of the age between that you can be drafted or volunteer for the military. Most of us are, are so far behind. It's like, ah, me and you, none, none, nobody on this podcast is even thinking about being in the military. It's not even an option for us. They don't want our old butts there. No, we don't, we <laughs> uh, we were scared of drafts in like the first Gulf invasion yeah, thing, but that was it. So. Right. So if if this movie was speaking to a younger generation, someone who is, you know, between that age, uh, I I think that drama is is good because I did fear and also like the drama of, you know, finding new love and, you know, before you ever settle down and will I, won't I go to war? You know, how is the world, how scary is the world? But it was a little bit too much here. Uh, well, I, I'm okay with the drama, though. The drama part, I like. I like that part. Here's some fun uh, trivia for you. Michael Fassbender's first film he ever uh, he ever uh, went out for. He didn't get it, but he went for one of the leads. So he says he says this was the very first film he ever did an audition for. So uh, there's a little piece there. Here's my favorite thing about it. There is a huge connection to Black Hawk Down here. Uh, Josh Hartnett, uh, who's the guy that's always on drugs and was in this and shot Sizemore. Size Tom Sizemore. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, and uh, the the crazy guy with the the train spotting guy, they were all in uh, Black Hawk Down, uh, right. which is a, a far superior war film, by the way. If you have, if you want to see a really good movie about uh, that business, that's an awesome I, movie. I want to say I feel sorry for you and Bremer because uh, Bremner, <laughs> sorry, you and Bremner. Oh, I thought you meant I, me and someone named I Bremner. Too. I thought you said uh, you and Bremner. I'm sorry for you and uh, Bremner. <laughs> That was fun. I, I, feel, anyway. I feel sorry for you and Bremner because he's put in a role that I don't understand why 
why does everybody in the movie have to be quirky and and have some yeah, I didn't, strange yeah. thing about do you know them? Like, do you know why because of poor character writing how do you make a character more endearing give them a flaw okay yes. if right. if you have a flaw that has a purpose that's good character writing and and uh, the thing it's is basically stand by me in in the yeah. war mm-hmm. it yeah. should have the film should have stood on costume and set design to make those characters really interesting instead of having you know one have a stutter and tom sizemore is weird like and on and on yeah there's one of them that's what i think by the way i've never met anybody i've never met anybody with that style of stutter and i and this is not i don't want to you know we're not casting shade on anybody with a stutter i grew up with people with stutters but i've never heard anybody do the thing where it sounds like there's a Unlike you're about to have a chest burster come out of you or something. Right, I was like, going to say it's a very it's it's the sound that they used for the xenomorph in the yeah, Alien films. Totally, dude. That right, kind of when it's right behind you and stuff is dripping on the back of your neck. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying the opposite of casting shade on people with a stutter. This film, the film casts shade. The film comes really close to making fun of him. I agree for his stutter for, for to him being comic relief, and it's like no, you could just have a character who stutters and go on about the movie. You yeah. don't have to right. do it right. this way. Yeah. There's a great line in the trivia about the Japanese journalists at the time who are covering this film, not at the time of the war, but I mean, during the time of covering this film it says here that they were extremely offended by the fact that the army is shown having meetings outside meetings outside is considered to be an uncivilized and barbaric thing to do in Japan. Huh. Right. There's a little Michael fun, uh, Bay thing. is gonna shoot outside. Oh yeah, no, he's gonna have planes go by. Every, There's gonna be stuff dude, going on. Oh yeah, you can't. Stop I him. was shocked that he had the Department of Defense inside. <laughs> like every single. <laughs> seriously, there are scenes. There are actual scenes where, like, Rafe has presumed dead. He comes back to life, and he's like, "Uh, hi, can we go outside to talk?" Like, yeah, Michael right, Bay right. wants you outside. Yeah, to talk. Michael Bay wants you outside where there's lots of planes going by and stuff. <laughs> We can get better filters going on. So uh, if yeah. I had to ask you guys, let's just do a quick little trivia here. Do you guys know what uh, Michael Bay's one and only Oscar he's ever won for anything was from this film? Do you know what it was for? Does anyone know? Oh, uh, certainly wasn't editing. <laughs> nope, not editing. You'd be, I th- although no, I, I, I still say the fight was actually some pretty good editing, but the rest of the movie. Pfft, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, so I... Yeah. I really, really, uh, I, I really, know. really liked the the score for mm. the film. Yeah, it was all right. It was very Bruckheimer of the time, sure. though, right? Can you, can you yeah. give that to Zimmer. Bay? It was Zimmer. You can give it to time. Bay. Yeah. yeah Zimmer. Well, Zimmer. That's all. I mean, that, that he was the guy for them. Like everything from uh, Crimson Tide on on forward, it felt like Zimmer was all up in those Bruckheimer movies, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I like him. Yeah, I thought it was good. Sure, did the job. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll bet you. it was nominated, but I'll bet it didn't win the the Oscar that year. Well, the, it the won score. it won an Oscar for best sound editing. So that's sound interesting. Okay. That's interesting because you're coming off of uh, Armageddon, which was noted was notable for having horrendous sound editing and just in your oh. face and loud for no reason and not really a you know it wasn't a very crafted sound. Uh, mm-hmm. This I will admit. I thought it sounded great. Uh, again, especially the fighting was very convincing. Like uh, straight up in, for a 2001 movie that did rely on some CGI here and there. I thought all that stuff held up and looked great. The special um, effects were so good in this movie. Yeah, they looked real I, good. Yeah. I genuinely felt like, and this is part of the reason I was so moved and crying. I felt like I was watching people be torn apart by 50 caliber bullets. Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching that stuff explode. Like there's a U-boat that, 
gets popped when that bomb falls into the kitchen of that ship and just sits there and doesn't go off right away. Like there's a lot of really good, smart, tense. It's the stuff he does really well in the moment. And uh, so I'm going to, I want to give the movie full credit for that. Like that stuff's really good. And if I had a recommendation for everyone listening who said, oh yeah, I'm skipping this. I know what, I know how it ends. So I'm not going to, I don't need to watch (laughs) it. I would say go, go and watch the middle and screw the two other pieces. And I think you would at least get something out of it. And it's not that long. It started about an hour and 20 minutes in when um, Ben Affleck's character comes back, blah, blah, blah. They have their fight. And then. Pretty much right after the fight, it's like, oh, okay, you know what? I'm gonna disagree. I thought thought it was. I I would. I would hate for people to miss out on some of those beautiful shots, though, because I. I think even though a lot of what was going on was just BS, I was enjoying beautiful shots. You mean uh, men's bare butts getting shots, right? (laughs) That was. That was. That was uncomfortable, but still. Why was that in the movie? Because because they were trying to be. It's not that those things can't work. You can do those little montages. Yeah. They did it in uh, what's the movie where all they're all going to space. I used to love this movie. Uh, the right Armageddon. stuff. No, the right stuff. Oh, the right stuff. Remember oh, the, the right, right stuff. stuff. Yeah. It was great, and they had the whole like montage sequence of them yeah. uh, running and blowing uh, blowing those sure. tubes to make the ball go higher. And it's it's meant for a little bit of comedy, but also it's the rigorous training. Like they could have reduced that butt shot stuff down to just a simple montage. Instead, uh, it was a, like a, a one butt shot. Yeah. And it was also a weird story choice choice because this is uh, Underworld. Uh, Kate Beckinsale telling this story after it happened to these girls on the train. Yeah, on the train. Which is yeah. a weird narrative choice given that that was never used for any of the rest of the movie. It was just for that relationship. Um, yeah. It's fine. It's just all I'm saying, and done away, I take your meaning, but there's no other shots to miss. It's like standing, you know what? It's like seeing the best sunset ever, but they're, but you're surrounded by fresh dog shit. Like that's not worth the shot. Just go to where it's not dog shit and watch that middle bit because it's cool. It's really well done, and it bums me out that they couldn't they couldn't decorate the ends better than they did. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. Opportunity lost there, Michael Bay. Good job. We've said we've said this in a number of different ways now, and I want to just ask you guys a question. Like, other than special effects, let's just forget special effects for a moment. What was your what was the thing about this movie you liked? Like, what what really got you jazz uh music you mentioned i like that uh i don't know uh, i mean seeing some of the actors in there i think alec baldwin does a really good job i think uh Aykroyd, it's, it's Aykroyd. I, love I don't know Amazing. i love yeah that. i mean i feel like uh john voight has more plastic on his face than the, <laughs> the combined real housewives of miami new york and atlanta yeah and he was i'm not sure it was that dramatic in that cabinet meeting uh in real life right, the but, standing but, up thing yeah, yeah I'm that's, not sure. what, that's what i got asked it's like did oh, that happen? So. i don't know i doubt it if it did happen one of those guys to stand up and say he's been faking it the whole time <laughs> that would have been awesome but like every face in there you recognize there's tons of great character actors yeah. in this movie that you've seen in a billion things and more i always like seeing fickner you know i mean you see him in every single michael he must have something on michael bay like right. some dirt <laughs> he actually looks like Michael Bay. If you ever look at those two together with the hair, oh, they really? look like they look like oh, each other. No, it's I weird. Yeah. So, never, so I would like to, the same at yeah, the same time. Yeah. I I would like to point out the very beginning of this movie. The acting by two children in a plane is pretty good. No, for kids, I they for annoyed kids, me. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. For kids being <laughs> depicted being kids. Mm-hmm. Now, when one distru- decides to pick up a two by four and go after William Fickner, I'm like, no, 
that's not that shouldn't be in this movie but the i felt like they got a great little performance out of them in the old busted up fighter yeah, and they're they're sitting in front of each other and pretending to be flying. I thought that was really it's just cute. a lot of. That's not how going. you spell rudder. Right. Over and over. And it's how like... is that? And how is that trope of the? Uh, I'm going to hit you with a two by four, and that's going to be the thing that ends the fight because you're <laughs> yeah. going to realize how that, wrong you were. That instead just of... escalates the fight, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Anytime a now two by four comes, shit out of both of you. <laughs> yeah, Fickner. Yeah, that. Yeah. That scene ends with the body of a child being right. left in a cornfield. Yeah. 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 And no one knowing about it. Like exactly. 50 years goes by and no one even knows about it because that's kind of how things were then. But uh, apparently also Matt Damon was in this and I didn't see him. I tried to find him, but he was firing a machine gun during the attack. A little uh, huh. cameo shot of him hanging yeah. out. Um, they would do that back then. This is kind of <coughs> post. <coughs> Hold on. <laughs> Interesting. No, continue, please. <laughs> do not continue inhale breathing. your tea yeah there's not even like a um so do we need to call somebody or what i mean i'm a little worried no you're fine just keep talking I'm okay so right. but ibit ibit you're onto something Talk. yeah there's not even like a, a photo of uh of that brief cameo of of matt damon firing off a gun which is what he supposedly uh which is why i don't believe he's actually in the movie i you think, think it was somebody like, yeah I think this like is Matt one of the, or, or like he visited the set because he was best friends right. with Affleck at the time. And well, I they, did see the dude that looks like Bruce Willis walking by. Oh, yeah. What do you think? Uh, that Everyone says that that's absolutely not him, but he looks just like him. It looks just like Bruce Willis as McLean with the wife beater t-shirt and the. Uh, if you get that. that would, yeah. If you get that, that many men like, in one place, you're going to find some people who like other people. I yeah, mean, all sure. with short haircuts. I mean, come on. Right. But that one is there is a uh, there is oh. a photo a photo of that one. I'll put and it in our this, in Slack. Was this anybody's first viewing? Um, no, but it felt like it because I couldn't remember a thing from it. Like, I, was, I genuinely, yeah. I spent the whole film, and there's a lot more Stannis Baratheon that I was expecting. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sure I've never seen him in anything else. <laughs> That's not Stannis, by the, the way. Movie. You've confused him. That's not Stannis Baratheon. He looks a lot like him. Different looks actor. like him, yeah. yeah. Different actor. But I know who you're talking about. Because <laughs> that was my first thought, too. He is also British, so you're uh, you're not too far from the tree. But he's, um, that dude's in a million things. But he's, uh, the one thing I remember mostly from was that Borgia's uh, Pope show that was on Showtime some years ago. He played like Pope this show. rebellious, yeah. uh, <laughs> the Pope show. Um, he was a rebellious right, so we're cardinal. Talking, we're talking about an actor named Calm Fiore. Yeah. C-O-L-M is his first name. Calm mm-hmm. It might be Fiore. Italian then or something. I don't know. But he, I know, he's, not, he's not Stannis. Stannis is a different guy, and that guy is also cool. But you should put them in a movie together because they're almost identical. As brothers. Like, it's some kind of weird love triangle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be all right. Wait a minute. Hold on. I like where you're going with this. Could it have a wartime uh, backdrop? And uh, I like that idea. What a great idea. Yeah. yeah. What was Michael Bay thinking? There's your movie. Oh, wait. He did make that. Hmm. Weird. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> but I like him as an actor, although his he let his accent slip toward the end when he... My, uh, yes, and so does so does Ben Affleck. They're, both Calm Fiore and Ben Affleck are from Boston. They have this particular accent. And they're both working really, really hard to not. They want to sound more Midwestern, a general, uh, not not Boston thing. And it slips every now and then. And, you know, Michael Bay, who cares? Let him go. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, let him go. Run with it. That's Michael keep Bay's. Rolling, keep rolling. Yeah, yeah, just keep it on. Keep on going on. What's his name again? Colin Fiore. I like that guy. He was F-E-O-R-E. in E O R E. What was that uh, movie with? Uh, oh, Triple X guy. Um, Riddick. R- the Riddick. The Chronicles of Riddick one. The second one. He's yeah. the main bad guy in that, and he just eats the screen. He's just super cool. That guy. I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind seeing more film sack movies with that guy. And I'm sure we yeah, have, okay. and I just don't remember him, but. He's pretty awesome. We haven't even mentioned the elephant in the room. I don't mean she's an elephant, but Jennifer Garner, this is how she met. <laughs> this is yeah. how she met Ben Affleck. And in my head, my memory was she was the main role. And oh, that she was the pick and sale. Yeah. I had that Love all training. I had that wait, all backwards. Wait. She was barely Jennifer in this. Jennifer Garner was in this movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on yeah, now. <laughs> like, the only time you noticed her was when she came out of the barracks with her shirt off. Wait. No, she didn't. Did she do that? She, <laughs> she did. That. I, she had her, I she did, had, yeah. She's she fast. Yeah, I'm her looking at her name, but I honestly had no idea Jennifer Garner she was, was She's well, the mousy you know, she's one with the glasses. Yeah, I'm going to say she pulled the Clark Kent. Yes, man. Clark Kent and Randy. I was much more noticing Jamie King because she has mm. more I mean she has line yeah. and also right, she's right. doing this she's doing this accent that is just so fun I like the the Jamie King character I was just like can we have her say more cuz I love her voice No she's awesome um I I didn't buy that you fell for you and Bremer uh, Lieutenant Red mm-hmm. Winkle by the yeah, way but she was name. supposed to be super young oh, come on. So. that's you know right. that's that's what uh that's the whole thing. I mean, come on, we 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 all married up above our uh, yeah. our, our weight class. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> I'm, so. I'm looking for pictures of Jennifer Garner in this film because I really never noticed. Come her. on, she's the one with the glasses who like glasses. fumbles through the uh, the the medicine cabinet looking for the right thing, and she's kind of like the more stodgy of all the nurses. And it's she's the really one, Jennifer when, Garner just wearing glasses, Randy. It's yeah. when she when I things no went idea. bad and, and I uh, may have remember, I may have thought it was Kate Beckinsale and she looks at it, you and says, "What's in your wallet?" Right there at the end. <laughs> <laughs> of course. When she does. when Jamie King dies in the movie, she's the one that kind of starts panicking and losing it, and Kate Beckinsale has to tell her to to do your job and stay on target. That's that's right. Jennifer Garner. Okay. And that's where they met. They were like, "Hey, mm-hmm. we should put our genitals together," and then they got married. And then they had the children, and now they're getting divorced. So there's your story. Yeah, and you, you know what? Uh, I want to talk about chemistry for just a minute. We don't talk much about chemistry. We don't always get to see it, these love triangles. So uh, I felt like there was this great chemistry going on between Ben Affleck and, uh, and Kate Beckinsale. Really? But I did not, I did not feel that uh, with Josh Hartnett. I didn't feel I, it with I, any of them. None of them gave me the chemistry at all to me. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was chemistry going on between the others. Well, I didn't feel like... I didn't feel like that worked at all. Ben Affleck is known for putting his chemistry around town in Hollywood. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the only chemistry I noticed was the Cuba Gooding Jr. and his XO. Yeah, those yeah, two. That was, they, quite, that was, was almost my favorite. a little bit too much love. I thought that myself. I'm like, we give everybody else a love interest, but we're going to give Cuba Gooding Jr. the love interest of this. Yeah. By the way, who names their kid thought. Doris? Who names their boy Doris? I'm not saying it's a problem. Someone who wants him to learn how to fight. But in right. the, in the yeah. 40s. <laughs> It's in the 40s and the 20s and the 30s or whatever. You name your kid Doris, you're really just asking for a different level of trouble. Like you're gonna, he's gonna have a hard time. My favorite is Michael Shannon's name in the character. He's Lieutenant Goosewood. Goosewood, <laughs> and those are two different names. Goose is the first name. Wood is his last name. That's an awesome name, Goosewood. Anyway, just something I noticed there. Uh, also, uh, uh, runner-up, if not winner of the worst IMDb photo of the week, is Catherine Kellner. She plays Nurse Barbara, and Barbara. Uh, for some reason, this kind of goes to Randy's cropping problem he has with a lot of these photos. 
Uh, but if you look at Catherine's oh photo, it's just stupid. Oof. Yeah. Where is it? Catherine. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Nurse Barbara. Hi, focus on my chest. Here is my, here is my chest torso. Nothing. Focus on my pit. Here's my, <laughs> here's my pit. Here's my torso. Uh, enjoy. What, what do you think the picture's from? I don't, you don't usually get to see uh, side pit like that. That's pretty sexy. A, uh, <laughs> a J crew ad for that top. <laughs> oh yeah good, good, except it's really badly photographed let's see which one is she in the oh she's the shorter kind of goosey the one that reminded me of uh the goosey the the one from uh, 90210 uh the blonde what's her name uh she's not tori spelling yeah in the if you look at that no. first photo under her uh, name where all the that. nurses are there she she's got a tori spelling kind of vibe to her she did in the movie as well to me just a little oh, bit. All right, I can see it. By the way, Randy, that first that sec- that photo that we're talking about, second from the right is Jennifer Garner. Yeah, with the glasses. Okay. Looking all looking all Jennifer Garnery. She, is, she definitely should not. Yeah. Don't but don't, sure. don't maybe it was her alias. That is so okay. weird. I I'm looking at her and I'm still like my brain is like that's Jennifer Garner. <laughs> the, those round glass glasses do not go with her face. Listen, shape. Ibit, I want you just to know that that didn't go past me, and I got it. Okay. <laughs> Just in case I'm the gonna, audience didn't hear it, these it two didn't hear it. I thought ride. it was amazing, and I'll and and I didn't I want you to it. that <laughs> that effort was not in vain. That was really good. Uh, <laughs> the alias joke, very nice. Was this pre-alias or post-alias? This thing it for post-alias has to be post-alias. Post-alias. Yeah. All right, because I'm trying to remember when dude where dude where's my car was for her career because she was in that as well. Um, let's see here. Where's the uh, I feel like all that was post alias. Wasn't alias like almost the first thing that she yeah, first, first thing I knew did? her from? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's see dates, times. So date and times. Oh wait, you know what? Was this pre alias? Uh, uh, where's alias? Or during it could be during alias. Alias was two thousand one to two thousand six. Oh so. wow, this was oh, at the very beginning of her alias. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, and so, so dude, where's my car? Was. <laughs> hold on was 2000 so yeah no th- this was all uh it, her her star wow. hadn't risen yet it was about to though so. maybe that's the deal maybe i saw this after it was released on video because i don't maybe i didn't see it in theaters yeah. that could have been the situation i, I saw it after i saw elias mm. i did and, not see yeah, this in theaters electra. i would have yeah <laughs> yeah electro is really bad i i absolutely saw this in theaters back in the days of sdds Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. and uh mm. it was loud and angry and i remember coming out of it really liking it and being strangely like i found it very odd that critics were panning this film because i remember in 2001 thinking it was a fine film yeah uh so the note i made about the imdb listing is have you ever seen so many uncredited actors how did they <laughs> how did they not get in the credits like that like a hundred people could form a coalition and petition time. to be in the credits. Mm. Man, there wasn't time. There wasn't time. There, it's unbelievable how many uncredited actors are in this film. I am. I have to say, I'm very interested in her new show, Camping. I don't know if you've seen the trailers for it. It looks like a hoot. Is uh, it about the uh, guy who predicted the end of the world? No, it's not about Harold Camping. No interviews. Oh, okay. He said no interviews. <laughs> this is. Uh, she plays a character named Catherine, and as best I can tell, she takes over a campground that her parents used to own. And has to be sort of in charge of all these wacky people, and it just looks a little rude and fun. And I, uh, I can't tell. Is this a Netflix deal? I think it's a Netflix deal. It's coming soon. Uh, she's she's one of those actresses that I like, but I feel like her in real life is a lot like the characters that she typically plays. Kind of a type A. Um, might be borderline, you know, uh, 
uh, OCD. Uh, <laughs> oh, maybe. It's weird that we're talking so much about this character. We uh, love this her actress because we love her. She's great. I like to. Yeah. I wish she yeah, was what's in, in more your wallet, things. Randy? Yeah, what's in your I just, wallet? I just. It's so weird to me because like <laughs> when I thought about this episode of Film Sack and I watched this movie, like her name never crossed my mind. I'm just shocked. Yeah. No. This is a, one of those. This happens on the show once in a while where somebody, it's usually me, but we'll miss something completely and, and the rest of us will be like, wait, she was right there. But yeah, Jennifer Garner, well done. You did it. Uh, you, you made Pearl Harbor better perhaps than it would have been and you met your future husband and divorced husband. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> let's see here. They, uh, you guys want to know what grossed me out? Because I got... Oh, I'm, yeah. This is an easy Hold one on. for me. Hold on That's, just a uh, second. Yeah, hold on. Uh, yeah, yeah, was yeah. it when Tom Hardy pukes in the? Tw- oh, never mind. I saw that halfway between uh, the first half and the second half of Pearl Harbor, and I thought that Venom was part of this. Movie. Oh yeah, I, don't you hate that? Like you're gonna do that, right? You conflate stuff. Yeah. There's, dude, <laughs> I, I got, would... I got you, I got you beat because I watched, I watched Godzilla 1998, and everything that happened, I'm like, wait, yeah, have they, have <laughs> they bombed the, the right? Have Tokyo. they bombed the island yet? <laughs> Wait, is that Wait, when you like, say ninety eight? You mean the old? Show up? You mean the Wait. old? Uh, the one with Matthew Broderick in it? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, why have we not? That movie doesn't that? get enough love. I love that movie. We should film. Oh, Sack. Why okay. didn't you save that for film sack? Because that's that's definitely on our oh, list. Oh, I'll watch it. Okay, I'll do it's it on again. Hulu. Okay. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say, Scott. I thought of you, and I know this this may not be on the mark, but I thought of you when uh, Ben Affleck gets to England. Uh, he's on an airfield, and some English guy is like. Oh yeah, let me show you your plane. We, we just got it back. We're gonna have to do a little repair to it. Oh. What you're gonna what you're gonna see here is on the inside of the canopy of the plane yeah. is a bunch of fresh, bright red blood and <laughs> skull matter from yeah. the guy who previously flew it. Yeah. And then Ben Affleck is like, "Ooh, I gotta touch that." <laughs> <laughs> no, you're in the running, but uh, that's, t- of, that's yeah. probably top two or three. Uh, the gross thing for me was tasting Cuba Gooding Jr.'s blood. You guys remember this scene where somebody says, "You're not hurt. Yes. This isn't hurt." And he tastes his blood and says, "Right." Uh, he says, "Like I'm cut." Yeah. And the guy, the guy is like, "That's not a cut. That's a scratch." Yeah, and he says, and he reaches out, touches his cut, tastes it, and goes, "That's not a cut. That's a scratch." It's like, <laughs> dude, don't eat in someone else's blood. That's disgusting. Show me the flavor. Yeah, that was foul. That is entirely disgusting. I mean, look, an attack on an entire. Uh, island and base of people is probably the most disgusting thing you can do in the world well, but sure. in this film that i think so not uh gives proper legacy to that instead well, grossed gross, me out yeah. with testing tasting anyone's for, blood don't do it another thing that really stuck out for me was the whole getting your shots sequence because you know there's a lot of of pretty women who are having to look at hairy buttholes and that's just not <laughs> that's just not fun it's not good that's like, only if like, you pull the towel down too low. Yeah. Don't you know, like you, Ben Affleck went too far. Like yeah. Ben Affleck follows uh, what's her name over to a new station and then barges in, and she's like, "Pull down your skivvies," and he's like, "All right," and he's bent over, and you're just like, "Harry butthole," yeah. right? In her Harry face. butthole. What a, what a bully Ben Affleck plays in yes. this movie. He just mm-hmm. gets away mm-hmm. with everything. He if he if he if he shows off, he. He goes and he tells, it's like, yeah, it's cool. It's cool, yeah. I might even get punished. I'm going to get promoted. I'm like, ah. You know what else I didn't like? I didn't like, I, I like a good patriotic film. I'm I'm a, so I'm, an, I'm an American that, you know, likes where he is. And, you know, we, we have our issues. Certainly right now we have our issues. But, like, uh, you know, this British guy walking over to him and going, well, if only half the Americans who yeah, come to fight like this that. war as good as you, well, 
It's just a little much, man. It's like, calm down, everybody. That was the the penultimate height of jingoism in this film. The the obvious, truly, you know, standing tall jingoistic moment is Doris Miller manning the gun. And I I mean, I I was like, I came out of it and I was like, is this movie too rah-rah United States? Because, you know, like the rest of the whole world was pissed off that the U.S. wasn't in the war yet. And it actually felt like mm, it wasn't as jingoistic as it could have been. How about yeah, that? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I agree. It was close, but not quite. It. I was annoyed by that spot too, Scott. I was like, really? It's just no a little too that. much. Like, and I don't know if this was pre or post nine eleven. It was the same year, but I don't know when this came out. Um, I guess right. I got to look that up. But you know, I, I would understand maybe if it was more so after than before or whatever. But I and I'm, I mean, genuinely, there are there are moments of you know real hero heroism and all kinds of stories to be told and from all points of view and everything else. I just don't like it when it's just rah, rah, here's the flag. You're the best man. Thank goodness. The American Jesus is coming over to save us. Like I, yeah. I just, I, I don't, it makes me uncomfortable. That me. It also annoyed me that, uh, that our two primary heroes, uh, you know, that, that they were, they were, first of all, they were like, oh, let us save everybody. We're going to go find two planes. Everybody's going to get killed. We're going to save. We're going to run all the Japs all back by ourselves. And then we're going to land. And then we're going to go see if we can give some blood. And then while we're giving blood and we're a pint down, we're going we're gonna to head back to the harbor and pick up everybody. Yeah. And then, and then later, <laughs> we're going to be the principals in this whole other uh, crazy uh, event. Yeah. Like, like, that's, like that's how wars are. You only really have about 20 soldiers. And you just yeah. move them all around the globe <laughs> from one year to the next. And they're in every part. Didn't like that. Really didn't like that. That really bothered me. Also, just the visual that Josh Hartnett is strapped to a cross, and it makes the that was that was yeah that was the big sacrifice. It's like oh right, make that connection. Oh yes, yeah, Yeah, it was very sacrificial, and you know, like that was lame. (laughs) And then you know when he gets back, and it's all he's got a. (laughs) <laughs> they've got a very ornate fancy uh memorial statue in the back oh, right. of the, in the, in the backyard, backyard. <laughs> in the right. and i wonder if he really did write on it because he told him not to do it that was his last request do not rape <laughs> do not <laughs> do not write on that yeah because he can't spell anything for crap and right. uh yeah don't do it we needed to be reminded of the dyslexia subplot yeah 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 is then, it, did he just not? Did, did Bay just not want to like have two filming locations? Let's film at a gra- at a cemetery where they're touching the gravestone, remind us that oh he yeah. you know he's passed away, but they still love him. And then we'll go back to the their house and see the airplane and go for a fly. Yeah. And, and what little bit of the character we did get to know Rafe's character along the way? There's no way he would be happy straddled with a kid and not fight anymore. The whole thing he said constantly was like, "I got to be up there. I got to be fighting. I got to be flying. I got to be fighting." You know, he he should have been the one that died. Yeah. Here's what they need to do. They need to, everyone who made this, just go watch Schindler's List again and see how you do it. And then and then maybe go make your war movie again. Once again, I got to say that as much as I poo-poo on Pearl Harbor and I poo-poo for it for being three hours, it really did not feel like a three-hour movie. It was a lot of fun. Uh, there was a lot of good action moments, and I had a lot of fun. We and didn't, I, there was always something good to look at. We haven't talked it yet, though. This is important. We haven't talked about the actor who we have now seen back-to-back when we watched Seven. Hyperventilation Man mm-hmm. is also oh, right. Hyperventilation yes. Man in this movie. Hyperventilating right. in both films, back-to-back. He went from, he went from uh, 
sticking uh, a, a knifey dildo into a prostitute to having somebody shove their fingers in his neck. A knifey dildo. I like that. That's something else right there. I'm submitting it for show title right now. Oh, we don't do that on this show. Yeah. That's true we don't, but people can. Yet. But you, you'll waste your time. Yeah, no, the, the, yeah exactly. So he's, movies. he's great, and he's in lots of things. And I want to say we're going to end up with like a third or fourth movie down the road where he does the same thing. And I know I've seen it before with him. <laughs> it wasn't Seven and wasn't this, but something else where he breathes too much or freaks out or is hurt. And he's great at it. Like, I know why they hired him. It's like, okay. hey, who's good at looking like he's really uh, distressed? Oh, that guy from Seven, they say. Hire him. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, so there's your movie. We're not going to go three hours today. Instead, we're going to uh. jump to uh, some uh, some. I'll tell clips. you, I, I, actually, I actually had this strange bit of trivia in my memory that didn't turn out to be true. The, the attack on Pearl Harbor was 90 minutes long, mm. and I thought that the the sequence in the film was also 90 minutes long mm. and it it wasn't it just felt like it yeah yeah it, yeah it was it's shorter it was shorter than 90 minutes but it felt like an hour and a half that would be that would be hard to maintain i'm guessing from a just a filmmaking standpoint although i don't know dunkirk says hello that movie's like a non-stop <laughs> barrage um all right let's get to clips yeah. we have a number of them here they begin with this one uh, which is uh, not a nice thing to say about Germans when you're a little kid. You gotta get those dirty German bandits. Gotta get them dirty German bandits. Get this say, plane. This movie really was actually kind of careful with not using yeah, they too many of the stereotypes. We were throwing some bad stereotypes here in War II. Oh, yeah. I mean, just go back and watch any Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Even that was tame compared to what we were saying in the streets, probably. Yeah. they should, Didn't they? Uh, there was a TV at some point that was playing that old... Uh, anti-hitler yeah, yeah, Nazi thing. Uh, Bugs Bunny cartoon yeah, yeah. yeah it's good stuff uh, they did what what's this okay we're going left right R uh, right 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 like we're going right or right like we're going left uh, well now you got me all mixed up I don't know make up your mind yep they're the ones you want on your top secret mission when you yeah. can't tell if you're going left or right that's 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 what you want yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and their radios were working really well that's God, the, no kidding yeah they were better than yeah. you'd expect in 1938. Don't buzz the tower, Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Goose. All right, here's something that says, I put funny part in PH. Oh, Pearl Harbor. Duh. All right, so here's a funny part. Here you go. Yes, sir. An entirely unacceptable use of military aircraft, sir. Okay. It, now, I thought it was funny sir. at the time, but as I kept recording the movie, I went, oh, they're just going to keep doing this. So now I don't actually <laughs> think it's that funny. Because you heard, like... Yeah, a million times more. Right. You thought you thought like, oh my god, I can't believe they left that take in where he makes that funny noise. Yeah. <laughs> and then they did it over and over and I went, Oh, that's not unique at all. What am I doing? All right, don't get cute with me, son. Don't get cute with me, son. I just like how dramatic mm -hmm. he is there. Yeah. Good. I, I like Alec Baldwin. Man, and seventeen years ago, Alec Baldwin it looks so much younger than you think he should look for yeah, seventeen yeah, years yeah. ago. Oh yeah. And no. that's the that's the Alec Baldwin I want. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I would prefer that this Alec Baldwin and Thirty Rock Alec Baldwin is the only Alec Baldwin we have access to. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I like Match Game Alec Baldwin. I feel like sure. That's, that's the same. Fun. That's the same Alec Baldwin I'm talking yeah. about. Okay. Good. I don't want. I don't want well, access. I, I would like for him to to leave those uh, acting experiences and like step into a coffin and it gets closed and locked and he doesn't I have like a real life. 
you don't want the getaway Alec Baldwin ever again. Yeah. Right. And I don't want the outside of fiction Alec Baldwin. I don't want real life Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. I just sure. oh, I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want Jack Donaghy. Disgusting little pig. Yeah. And your mother uh and I hate you. Yeah. Isn't she the I one just, that's with Justin Bieber now? Isn't aren't isn't that the girl? I think so, isn't it? Haley Baldwin. Oh, really? Isn't that she's her? with <laughs> I think I think her and Bieber are like getting married or something. They're they're pretty serious, I guess. Yeah, I think I, it's, I heard that he got married. I didn't realize that it's to uh, imagine Thanksgiving to Alec Baldwin's house. daughter that he left that horrible Haley Baldwin. Oh my gosh, well engaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty and sure. What blow, you know what blows my mind is that Alec, ba- uh, sorry, Justin Bieber is only twenty four years old. I don't like it. I feel like we've been hearing about Justin Bieber for thirty years. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, his impact has been. Oh long. no, no, Haley Baldwin is the daughter of Stephen Baldwin. Oh, which is, oh okay. that's wow. better. That's worse. Thanksgiving oh. at the Baldwins, man. Imagine that. Okay, never mind. Can I go hang out with Uncle Alec? <laughs> right? He's nicer. Um, oh my god! All right, here's a great line. I thought very, very good bullshit. I like that. For some yeah, reason. that was good. Yeah, uh, nurses. That's a trope. You is, should put a trope alert on I that. Should, since I haven't played one today. There you go. You're wrong. I'm in charge, but you really impressed me with your lie. So I'm gonna go with your idea. Yeah. <laughs> that that trope needs to die. No one ever experienced that in real life. Not even one. I don't know. Modern yeah. politics is different. Uh, hey, here's one about nurses waiting. Come on, guys. We got nurses waiting. Yeah, because they're a horny bunch of sailors. We got nurses waiting. They're not sailors. Pilots, sorry. Boy, the life of an Air Force pilot, not a lot of regiment. You notice that in this? They were just right, like right. lounging around, getting drunk in cars. Well, don't they do that with every uh, every military movie where the, the characters you're focused on kind of have the life of ease and, and yeah, maybe yeah. with the exception of uh, Full Metal Jacket, but <laughs> yeah. kind of have the life of ease of like, oh, everybody else is running around. I mean, even, even um, uh, in Full Metal Jacket, uh, Matthew Modine's character, mm-hmm. once, yeah. once he moves into his... Uh, journalism position it's like yeah well we're soldiers we're in the war here but i can go pretty much do whatever i want yeah mm-hmm. sucky sucky and i just right. like to point out scott johnson <laughs> <laughs> I just, terrible i just want to point out this was not the air force the air force didn't come into being in its current incarnation until 1947 so navy pilots want people emailing you navy pilots then right that the deal yeah what? they were they were army they were army pilots and then there were some there were some navy things going on gotcha okay mm-hmm. well that's good to know i didn't know that i figured the air force is always here but what do i know uh <laughs> nurses can't yeah here's nurses can't dance hey come on nurses can't dance by themselves oh uh, see we're, we're starting to go down the hole there mm-hmm. but that guy's actually gonna... actually and they is, can and they and do is, do they really do all the setup with that character just so they can have the he's running yes. into the barracks to warn everybody and can't get the words out to warn them Yay. before the bullets come in i think that whole setup was that yes Ugh. i do i do and that was so yeah, so right. bothersome yeah. i hated that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean ugh. it's the it's this actually really horrible tragic moment and they they have to play that card he's the guy that's peeing and awake oh come on man it's lame it's- all right, yeah. good, very cute butt. He did have a very cute butt. Great, except the butthole, right, Randy? You didn't like very she didn't like the hairy butt. Very cute, hairy. Uh, maybe it was a hairy cute butt. Oh, a hairy cute butt. <laughs> hairy cute butt. Yeah, he's my favorite uh, character. He played ball for the Kansas City Royals in 1936. <laughs> <laughs> hairy cute butt, round third. All right, 
Here's a <laughs> here's a today. Oh, I don't know. What today. Oh, when he gets poked, he yells today really loud. Today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. goes, wow i don't think i don't think even uh the the uh pierce brosnan uh zero to 60 took place that quickly oh yeah you're the name you're the maybe you should go somewhere else <laughs> the movie you're reminding me of how the movie makes a case that this was largely an intelligence failure yeah on the on the part of the united states we're the, the U.S. people who were trying so hard to figure out what was happening before it happened were just outfoxed by superior Japanese intelligence. Yeah. And I like I've, I've studied Pearl Harbor a bit. It's not like they could have known this was coming and it wouldn't have changed much. Right. There, there was an enormous force coming at Oahu. And like, what are you going to do? Pull some ships out of harbor where they're all out in the ocean and easier to bomb? Yeah. Like, I don't I just it. It's real hard for us to relate with, uh, since, since we've had radar for so long and we understand it, it was really in its infancy and communication is so much faster. Communication was still very slow, even at this point in time. <coughs> yeah. So in, in order to move such a large military machine that wasn't really primed and ready, it, you know, it, it, it just, showed that flaw. Like mm -hmm. uh, you, you could, I guess you could muster a little anti-aircraft stuff, but the, but the point is the overall uh, attack could have only been thwarted by the people at the top making decisions to not put the whole fleet together in one place. Right. And that wasn't a failure of intelligence. That was just a failure of imagination. They never dreamed that Japan was going to attack like yeah, that. Yeah, they, they had that throwaway right. line where the guy goes, well, we've clumped up all our ships so we can better protect them. Yeah. And I went, yeah, that's, yeah, that makes sense, you dumbasses. Put them all in one place, and everyone knows. Right? How exactly. old? How old is the I, "Don't put all your eggs in one basket"? Uh, well, I mean, phrase. you know, when you do that with battleship, you you lose instantly. Yeah, right. Instantly. right. Yeah, actual battleships. This, it, it was freaking A four. Ah, oh, shit. A five. Oh no. A six. Like, <laughs> I, you just having. Yeah. You, know. you know, having said this, I thought the scene where Dan Aykroyd is standing up for his intelligence. Right. And saying, "Well, that's not my job; that's your job," kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. thought that was a wonderful scene. That I like my mm -hmm. favorite scene in the movie, probably. Wow. Yeah, and the way he delivers is great. Yeah, yeah very cool. Uh, here's another where thing or yells. I think you hit the bone there. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. uh, I, here's a dumb line. I really, really like you. All right, there's that. <laughs> yeah, does that come with the uh, inability to read? Is is Dumb crap like that. Yes, we had he had double dose of whatever they were giving him. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Like, what whatever the whatever the shot is doesn't make you drunk, but if you have just another one, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. What was that? They were vaccines. They were vaccines, weren't they? That's the idea. Yeah, they You're were vaccines. Vaccinated. Yeah, right. You don't get two vaccines and get drunk. That's stupid. Oh my so gosh! Stupid. This whole movie is starting to get worse. <laughs> now I'm really not going to get polio. <laughs> um, here is uh, here's something that says she is pretty bad. Oh, I think the Kate Beckinsale really phones it in, and I like her, but I don't like her in this. Here's here's yeah. her lines. I don't understand. You're in the U.S. Army. How could they order you to go? Oh my lord. That's bad acting, dude. I mean, I am with Dunaway, dude. You're right about characters badly written. That's also horribly delivered dialogue. That's just bad. Okay, here's something called Track 57, and I don't know why. 
Track 57. Here it is. Track 57. Oh, because that guy yells it. I thought it was a goof in my file format that I had called it Track 57. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Here's Mako or Mako. Mo- Moko. What'd you call him? Mako. 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 Uh-oh. Better get Mako. Saying, <laughs> saying some words. <laughs> Samurai Jack. Oh, he's so good. Miss that guy. He's dead, you know. Uh, <laughs> That's the reason why you said you missed him. I wrote, we got it. I wrote here, look who it is, because we just had this guy in another film sack and also other stuff. I thought I'd come in on my day off, work on my new invention, the Goose Cruise fan. I'm going to be a rich fella. No, I'm wrong. That's that's Zod. I was thinking it's of somebody Michael else. Shannon, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of a different guy. We'll get to him in a minute. Cruise. Here's Ackroyd. They know we read their mail. They're trying to make us think their fleet is moving south. I'm not buying it. You, uh, Jane, you ignorant slut. And then here's uh, <laughs> here he is again. We are two wild and crazy guys. <laughs> here he is again doing I don't know what. Break the damn naval code, Captain, so I can make a better decision. Aye, sir. We are trying. That's so accurate. I love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this made he me. He's a all... codebreaker in sneakers, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Uh, mo- he played mother. In mother, movie. yeah. Mm-hmm. One of his best roles, and he was grosser in Gross Point Blank, which is the greatest role. No, he was much grosser in Nothing But Trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Squirting. I would take his role. I think his best role was in Gross Point Blank. I freaking love that movie so yeah. much. I don't watch oh, it right we know. It wasn't my girl, huh? We should, you know what? No, it wasn't my girl, although he's good in that. But I think we should watch for Film Sack, Gross Point Blank, because we're, we're due a good movie. Mm-hmm. I've um, never seen it, by the way. Oh what? my lord! You would love this movie, Brian. Oh, I know. It's been on my, it's been on my, why haven't I watched that yet? And I just, Never can seem to do it. That's we're doing it. Uh, it makes me all warm inside. Well, that makes me feel all warm inside. Okay, great. For me, <laughs> and it's a it's a bit role, but for me, Dan Aykroyd in Fifty First Dates, it, just because I want him as my personal doctor. Oh yeah, I forgot he was in oh, that. You're right. That, yeah, that's right. I forgot that. Yeah, I yeah, want him in more just, things now because he's kind of getting this jowly kind of starting to look like the Nixon right. he used to play on SNL. Uh, I want him more, and he's not doing enough. He's sitting around talking about aliens and his freaking vodka company. I want more, like, roles for Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. It bums me out that he's kind of, like, slowed down on that, but whatever. Yeah. Hey, here's this. <laughs> All right, we're done with that guy. <laughs> um, here's a... Tr- I don't know. You trained us well. No. <laughs> That's when Cuba Gooding Jr. was having his love moment with his oh, yeah. dying yeah. commander. Uh, more, commander. More ammo, please. I need more ammo! I need more ammo, ladies! All right. Jeez. Ladies. He needs more ammo. Uh, I like Sizemore in everything. Yeah. I wish he wasn't such a broken man in real life. I yeah. love his roles, though. Like, yeah, And it's always actor. kind of the same guy, you know? And like... Uh, like straight up, he doesn't really have a lot of range in terms of the different. He's he's in every military movie. It felt like from this era, mm-hmm. uh, Save Your Private Ryan, this uh, Black mm-hmm. Hawk Down, like a million of these things. But I just can't get enough of him in him. I think he's great. He's just a psycho in real life. Uh, here's I don't know what this is. Let's see. I don't know what to do. Oh, there's your that's a it's your lady, yeah. it's your girl, it's Jennifer Garner, Jennifer Garner, and that scene from Alias. <laughs> <laughs> her handler had to show her what to do okay here he is this is the one here's herschel again pearl harbor caught us unawares because we didn't face facts 
This isn't a time for ignoring them again. Rick, we got to get out of here before the dead come back. Mm -hmm. Herschel was in, what was the last movie we saw Herschel in? Uh, it was a couple weeks, a few weeks ago. Um, he was the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was a very forgettable movie. What was it? Yeah, it's, but we keep seeing him and it's like, you know, like maybe he was in Heat, but there's like Val Kilmer. You don't pay attention to him. All right. right. The, the one we just saw, he was the bad guy and his daughter. Oh, geez. He didn't really. He was. Oh, that's going to drive me crazy. Uh, way of the gun. Way of the gun. Oh, way of the gun. Way, way of the gun. gun. Yeah. Way of the way gun. Of the that's, gun. It. that's it. Way of the gun. Yep. Way of the gun. Way of the gun. Uh, okay. Right, right, right. Yeah. Here's this. I like sub commanders. They don't have time for bullshit, and yeah. neither do I. <laughs> nice going. James. So I'm only in this three and a half hour movie for <laughs> two minutes. Why do? You, why are sub commanders more pressed for time than the rest of us? I'm too confused about that. I don't know. Is it? And does he mean submarine commanders or commanders that are less than other commanders? Oh, or does he mean uh, submissive <laughs> commanders who like to be on the bottom? Or does he mean? Yeah. Or does he mean commanders who like hoagies? Oh, sub-commanders. Mm. Like uh, sandwich artists. That's pretty good. All right, here's this. No. Okay. All right, there's that. And then... <laughs> okay. That was funny. I actually did laugh at that part. That yeah, was all okay. right. Okay. I love... Dude, Michael Shannon can do no wrong. I love him. Yeah. Uh, what's this? Most officers would have thrown you in the brig. Most nurses would have gone on to someone else instead of keeping their fingers plugged in your artery. Jeez, that's some blackmail wow. there. Um, I is. saved your life. You should do exactly what I say forever. Yes, you should break okay. all merit military it. law. Get us all thrown in the jail into the brig. Do that because I put my finger in your hole. All right. <laughs> <laughs> here's uh, it up. Here's old man. I'm 45 years old. I'm an old man. You guys have your whole lives ahead of you. Oh yeah, you're old, dude. At four, I guess in the fifth, the 30s, yeah. 40s, yeah. you were old. Dude, I both chuckled at that. Like, oh wow, we're like senior citizens then. Thanks, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> let's go to Denny's and get a deal. Uh, and then finally, <laughs> let's not forget this featured the paper guy from Waterworld. Add ten more cans of fuel for each plane. Every plane. That guy. What's oh, that, that was Kim Coates? Yeah, it was Kim Coates. I didn't realize that. Screaming at everybody, getting huh. shit done, and saying, have you ever seen paper? Just look at it. <laughs> All right, hmm. he's he's awesome. Uh, there's your clips, and that means this. It's the Film Sack Checklist. Loud? Check. Long? Check. Explosive and sappy in equal degrees? Check. <laughs> Uh, start to our connections. There's a ton of them. I don't know which ones even hit here. I don't even want to. Uh, it's too big, Daryl. This is so much stuff. Like, there's a billion there's people. A lot, yeah. I'm trying to see. He color coded. He color coded them though, didn't he? I remember seeing he color coded and maybe we focus on the. Yeah. Anyway, lot lots of Star Trek connections. This is the movie that proves <laughs> that everything's connected to Star Trek. Yeah. I'm trying to see if there's any. Oh yeah. So, so uh, yellow we have to do. Okay. What was yeah? I, I copied and pasted it and lost. My oh, knowledge. okay. So Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa, who played Commander Minoru uh, Genda in this movie, oh. also played the Mandarin Bailiff in Encounter at Farpoint. Right. He's right. he's I, the guy. From, he's the guy that plays Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat movies and is is brilliant in oh, the right, okay. Man in the High Castle show. He's and so I'm gonna good. go with uh, also I like this one. It's uh, Manu. I can't pronounce his last name, but uh, in this movie he was. He was officer in water shouting P-40s. <laughs> also played in Voyager. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then we've done the important ones. Well yeah. done. 
Good job, everybody. B-40s! Uh, let's get to the Twitter post where we sum it up in 140 characters. or uh, No, 280. Sorry, it's uh, 2018. What are we doing here? Sum this thing up in 280 <laughs> characters or less. Let's begin with Randy Jordan. Pearl Harbor, because I get to tweet first. I get to be the first of the three of us to say it bombed. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. Uh, well done. Hurry up, write your new ones, guys. Next up, Brian Dunaway. Dunaway. Uh, Pearl Harbor, like Batman doing Batman shit in a World War II fighter plane. It's bullshit, but it's very, very good bullshit. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, uh, uh, I took it. Rewrite, rewrite. Yeah, rewrite. <laughs> Fine. I know the right the the person you did not expect to steal mine stole mine. He um. By the way, he's. I forget completely that there was any Batman in his life. I've just completely forgotten about it. So when you guys say, "Oh yeah, ba- mm. uh, Ben Affleck and Batman," I go, I, "Oh right, I forgot." I he's, would like to. I would like to get ahead of uh, Ibbett's tweet right now and admit I have not seen a single of the new crop of DC movies. Like the oh really the last DC yeah. movie I saw, it, like that came out in the theater, was yeah. uh, Superman Returns. Uh, so not Brandon even Ralph. Wonder yeah. Woman, you got Yeah, Brandon Ruth was my last DC movie. I haven't seen. Oh, I haven't seen. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, of course, I saw Wonder Woman. Okay. I don't think it counts. Uh, it does. Oh, okay. It's a DC movie. <laughs> it more, it counts twice. Yeah, that movie's yeah, awesome. Right. That movie, yeah. that movie counts. I see what you're saying, but that movie sh- should count more for the reasons you're saying it shouldn't count, which is that it's actually good. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah DC can't... says. DC says. Oh, oh no, no, that counts. That counts. Yeah. <laughs> That's please. One of in fact, in fact, it's everything. Don't say that. Yeah. People keep telling me I'm supposed to watch Batman, Superman. I'm supposed to watch Justice League. I'm supposed to watch uh, what's the... the people? The people who tell you to watch Batman v Superman hate you. Yeah, they don't. Like <laughs> you. So yeah. those are not your real friends. Yeah, don't. I never to saw Man of Steel. I never saw the uh, the Young Punks. Uh, what are they called? Suicide Squad. Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Young I Punks. Suicide Squad. I, I think it's okay. I like it. Yeah, I like I it. it Poor editing, bad. though. You might not like the editing, but yeah. everything else I thought was just fine. That yeah, movie kind of sucks. Right. We should film something. There, we bought Ibit two more minutes. Yeah. Go. Thanks. Go. I didn't rewrite. No. Pearl Harbor. That's some real bullshit, Michael Bay, <laughs> but it's some very, very Michael Bay bullshit. There you go. So you, <laughs> totally and, different. you and Dunaway were totally different from each other. It yeah. Totally out. different. Only barely is what I mean. I can't uh, believe you stole my girlfriend. You thought I was dead. I'm back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that never happened. Never, how, how about them apples? Never happened. Oh, look at this. Alternate titles just handed to me. Terrible side story as the first uh, option they went with, and they decided to change it to cool action scenes with a terrible side story. <laughs> I made it a little longer there. <laughs> uh, hey, emails. We get them here on the show, filmsackageemail.com. We got one here from Dan who wrote in says, Hey, Sackers, just wanted to let you know that the number 23 is now on Amazon Prime. It may not be there for long. But if you need something horror themed for October, the film is bad in all the right ways for Film Sack. Thanks, Dan. Now, is this the uh, Jim Carrey deal? Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey. Yeah. yeah. And I never saw that. Is it? Has anyone here seen this? I've seen I've it. Seen it. Yeah. Is it terrible? Never seen it. I was, never seen I was it. just heard it was bad. Is what I heard. It is bad. I mean, we it's sack uh, it. It's very sackable. It's not. It. It feels like it's. Um, I mean, it's. It is as far from a Jim Carrey film oh, as you can I, get with a film featuring Jim Carrey. Yeah, I did see this. It's the one wow. where he looks like he somebody just drove by and splashed chocolate sauce all over his face. Right on the cover, it's all like I don't know. If it's that's the one blood. that feels like, uh, like this is what Jim Carrey's life is like now. Yeah, and not what Jim Carrey's life was like at the time he did this film. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> hey, what? What? We 
There's a couple of of, <laughs> of Jim. There are Jim Carrey movies. There are multiple. <laughs> there there are multiple Jim Carrey movies that aren't Ace Ventura. Yeah. This is not the only one. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, Eternal Sunshine, Truman, Spotless Mind, yeah. and Truman Show. Truman Show's great. I love yeah. Truman Show. I loved um, Man in the Moon. But things. it feels like there's there's a certain set of there's a little bit of fun and even the the you know stuff like Truman Show and uh, yeah uh, uh, and you know and we Eternal watched it for Sunshine. film side. I'm talking about choosing to watch something for film sack we would never watch the mask that's just not going to be something we want to yeah i don't want to see the mask right i don't want to see the mask because i didn't like the are you sure i don't want i don't want to see it but i i feel like how about the second how about the second one with jamie kennedy no oh gosh but like oh that is the one we need to film no oh lord help us all do a comparison if we were going to watch a will ferrell movie it would be stranger than fiction right because Mm. So the other Will Ferrell movies are farce, right? Yeah, but yes, I, I you know yeah. what? You're right. You're right. I, th- I think yeah, that's true. Yeah, we would true. never watch Ricky Bobby or oh, Anchorman. Anchorman for film sec. Correct. Yeah, I, I agree. Yes. I think you're right about that. It would probably. I think be that. actually for film sec we would watch the one that he did totally in Spanish. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, God, it's so bad, guys. Yeah, it is yeah. so bad. Yeah. I watched yeah. that movie. Yeah, come on. I should yeah. say I read that movie. Yeah, there's nothing to there's all... nothing to capture. I can't get any clips out of it. It's, it's all. I mean, oh really? I, well, I could for Spanish people, but I don't know. I don't speak Spanish, so I don't know what I would well, what capture. Have you got, why can't we ever have a multilingual episode of Film Sack? Well, we have two dumb of hosts. They only know one language. <laughs> and and for those of you who don't know, Touché. Will Ferrell. In 2012, Will Ferrell made a, a comedy called Casa de Mi Padre, which is entirely in Spanish. It's a comedy western, entirely in Spanish, starring uh, him and uh, 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 Gael Garcia Bernal. Yeah, is it, it is so freaking bad. Is that House of My like, Father? Is that what that is in Spanish? Yes. Okay. And then, uh, hmm, interesting. Yeah, I, I saw House that. House of night. the flags of my father. <laughs> I remember, so I remember bad, seeing that guys. going. I don't think this is something I'll ever see. But there, what's the one where he had a yard sale or something that's more recent? Yeah, that's uh, everything must go. Yeah, I hear that's that's it's uh, good. Interesting. Yeah, might be that it's might good. be a fun it, one. It's not film sackable for sure. Oh, you don't. How about no. how about Land of the Lost? While while it is a comedy in uh, farcical, it's an it adventure comedy. We can enough, do that. Yeah. It's just enough an adventure that we could. Yeah, we could, we could do that. If we're going to do gold, you know, the Golden Child and, and garbage like that, then that movie counts. Right. That's fine. Land of the Lost, right. uh, freaking, you know, anything where people are running around chased by CGI things, I think we can do those. <laughs> I think that's fair, even if it's comedy as well. I think that's fine. But when it's just like straight comedy farce, like Ace Ventura or The Mask or something, freaking f that. Not interested. Mm-hmm. Uh okay. Well, there you go. Well, thank you for your uh, your email there, Dan. We'll consider the number twenty three as we move forward into the holiday area. Although I think we kind of got it figured out what we're going to watch. Uh, in fact, next week we're going to watch Van Helsing with uh, uh, Logan uh, there. I loved yep. when Sammy Hagar took over. All right. Wait till Dude. Ben Affleck finds you. out what Kate Beckinsale does this week. Oh, that fifty one fifty album was, had its moments. It was all right. <laughs> it really, it really did, and it, like. And they, you know, they just got better. Yeah, they really did. Until they got the Cabo Wabo or whatever the hell that was. <laughs> Until they got Gary Sharon. <laughs> Gary Sharon joined Van Helsing. It was a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Sharon, vampire hunter. Yeah. Uh, so this is happening. <laughs> this is, of course, Hugh Jackman and Kate Beckinsale's back. Um, this is 
kind of as a result of all her underworld movies made her perfect for this role i think and anyway it's uh there's a there's a full-on frankenstein monster in this and it's very universal pictures sort of goofball weird and mm-hmm. adventure and so we'll see it i remember seeing the theaters and thinking it was not very good but it's the League of Unextraordinary Gentlemen. There you go. Oh, which I want to see again. Nailed Keep it. an eye out for Hagrid in this movie. We'll see you uh, for Van Helsing. Yeah, Van Helsing to me is fancy hat, fancy pistols. That's all I think of when I when someone says mm-hmm. that. That weird, like, right. canopy-looking hat with a point on top and then a couple of fancy manually gargoyles or something flying down. Boy, yeah, I, I don't remember much yeah, of this yeah. film. I do. <laughs> I saw it. I watched about three weeks ago, and uh, it was beautiful. I remember it being very blue. Like lots of, and I don't mean like. That was the, that was the time. I don't yeah, mean were, dirty humor. I just mean blue filters on everything. Like yeah, it's, you remember correctly. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get into it. That's next week as we begin our descent into Halloweenness. That one's a light touch of Halloween, and then we get into some uh, deeper, darker stuff after that. So, stick around. There's more film sack to come. And thank you all for your patience over the last couple of weeks. We had some travel days and an emergency funeral day and. It, it jacked us up. In fact, I would like to just put the blame on me because both of those instances were my fault. So, or not my fault, well, but happened I had to me. a thing though. I had a, I think I had a you beer a fest or something in there somewhere. We oh. we didn't cry when you called it off. Let's oh, I know what way. it was. We we all had, had you had beer fest, but we were going to start early, but then the funeral oh, happened, right. and then you yeah, didn't. You just right. went to beer fest yeah, and got Brian, drunk. Seems like us. Brian Dunaway had a hurricane or something. Yeah, that there was, was awesome. that. That probably helped. We did the show during the hurricane. What are you talking that's about? True. Oh, that's, that's true. true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> crazy aftermath. to think the last couple of three weeks have been multiple trips, multiple natural disasters, multiple deaths that mm-hmm. have affected at least some Everything. of us. Like, it's just nuts. But we're back and everything's fine, guys. We're back. And uh, you can expect shows all the way up through the end of the month before BlizzCon swallows us whole. Uh, that's going to do it. Filmsack.com is the uh, website and you can go there and hang out and do stuff and find things. It's all right there. Filmsack.com. And also you can uh, send us voice or yeah, emails and voicemails. If you want filmsack at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at filmsack and you can leave us reviews wherever you get your podcast. I should mention also, if you're a Spotify user and you have long wished that your music and your podcast were all together in one place, I have good news for you. Filmsack is now, not only searchable and addable, but there on Spotify. So go yeah, Spotify's check it out. all over the podcasts now, apparently. Yeah, as of this week. You have to submit your shows, but once you do, they're in. Uh, and that used to be they weren't, but now they are. Yeah. So yeah. go check it out if you are into such things. Uh, of course, still available everywhere else you get the show. And as always, 100% free. All right, that's going to do it for us. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Sounds like World War II just started. Ooh, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye now. <laughs> Track 57! This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. You trained us well.